SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. It's not like the networks are going to say, nah, we don't want the NFL in, in late February or March. There's too much going on. Really? What's going on in February? Absolutely nothing. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, on this Wednesday, glorious July 29th morning. Yours truly sitting in for the next two hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send the tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well right here on Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel on again on Wednesday, July 29th. Boy, we say this every day, but truly it is the case today. A whole slew of things to talk about. Uh, Them are fighting words. Get out and vote, says Mr. Vegas. Uh, Is it Cinderella slipper time already? 17 is enough. Time to man up NFL players. Uh, no love lost in Green Bay. What do you have to say for yourself now, stanky fans? Mental moron for sure. Shocking news out of the NBA. We got a royal flush. He's cooked. Pip says, can't we all be friends? And no, oh, what could have been Dolphin fans. And it is National Chicken Wing Day on this July 29th. Yes, you only get that right here on Bagels and Bad Beats. We'll get to all those stories again. Push your phone calls, emails, and tweets. 844 843 uh, six, eight, seven, nine. Well, we had the first game, the first, uh, not necessarily brawl, but at least the first uh, benches clearing incident, as we'll say, as the Dodgers played the Astros uh, to relive their World Series from last year. We know all about, the, or from two years ago, uh, three years ago. We know all the, uh, we'll get it right yet. We know all the, the shenanigans going on with the Astros and stealing the signs three years ago. Thank you very much. And this was their first meeting since that was all revealed. And uh, lo and behold, it was a former Red Sox that actually uh, caused a little bit of a ruckus last night. We'll get into that. A lot of baseball stuff, football stuff. And, uh, yeah, what could have been uh, Miami Dolphin fans. Well, that's coming up. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning with Scott Wetzel. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning, 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879, Houston Astros Radio Network with the call 
as uh, the Astros and Dodgers met up for the first time since it was revealed the Astros were uh, allegedly cheating, uh, although not necessarily in the World Series, but still uh, they were cheating, and that's for sure. And uh, Whether you believe it or not, uh, they met up for the first time last night, and the Dodgers were pretty adamant about going into this series. A couple of guys making some comments, Jock Peterson throwing a little uh, dag at the, uh, the Astros when asked whether this was going to be an asterisk series. Uh, or an asterisk World Series, he said no because they're not cheating. Uh, you know, alluding to the what the Astros did. So you knew tempers were high, even though the stadium was empty. And Joe Kelly, oddly enough, a, a Red Sox who wasn't even on the Dodgers, you know, in 2017 when it was the World Series. Although he was on the Red Sox who lost to the Astros that postseason. So I guess he has the right to be pissed. But it is kind of weird, you know, a guy that wasn't even on a team. And oh, by the way, you know, as a Red Sox fan as I am, I will have to say. You know, he was on a team that also got accused of cheating. So it's not like, you know, he was on the Miami Marlins here. So he, uh, you know, was on a team that wasn't necessarily so innocent either. But it was up to him. And I, you know what, honestly, I don't even know if, if they were legit, uh, you know, beanballs. Now, the one, the Bregman, it was, it was a 3-0 count, and it went high behind his head. That probably was. Uh, Correa, who had er, uh, earlier, not against Kelly, but did hit a home run earlier. But there were two men on. You know, it's all a matter of how you look at these things as far as whether you want to find it was done on purpose or not. Um, you know, listen, I, I'm a big believer in these things are done on purpose. I, I've heard so many people say, well, you know, he's not going to, uh, as I just brought up, he's not going to hit a batter, you know, or try and hit a batter with two men on. Why would he do that? You know, it's like, listen, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry's making a postseason. You know, this is game four, game five of the regular season, albeit a 60-game regular season. It's not like it's a life-and-death situation. It's not the NFL with 16 games. It's not a playoff game. I mean, it's game five of a 60-game season in which every team makes the playoffs or not, and it was only the, I think, fifth or sixth inning. So it's not even like it was the ninth inning, you know, with the down a run. I mean, the... To say that, well, he wouldn't have done it in this situation. Well, when, when would he have done it? You know, would he have done it with nobody out? No. Why would you put the leadoff man on? Would he have done it with uh, one out? No. You know, why Why do it with one out and start a little rally? Would he have done it with two outs in a minute? No. Why, why do it with two outs when you could just get through it any one, two, three? I mean, you can always find an excuse on why you can do it. Uh, but I could find just as easily an excuse on why you would not do it. Or, or you know, it, it's just whether you think he did it or not, I don't think the circumstances are going to dictate in a, in a long regular season, albeit 60 games, but that's still long. Um, I, I So for that matter, he probably did, but who who knows? You know, he did walk 15 batters, basically. So he was he's wild to begin with. Red Sox fans know that, so who really knows? But he was joying. I will say that. He was joying. He, Joe Kelly, without a shadow of a doubt, did start it last night as he struck out Bregman, or excuse me, Correa, and, you know, a, a curveball that was low to the outside, nothing even close uh, to hitting him. And instead of just walking off the mound like he should have, he started jawing with uh, Correa. And Correa's like, what the fudge? You know, what are you, you know, what are you yapping at me for? I didn't say or do anything. Um, so when you couple that with the Bregman pitch earlier in that inning, he, you know, he probably was uh, certainly trying to send the message. But, you know, good for the Astros, though. You know, I've been saying this all along. These guys got to get their head out of their ass. Stop feeling sorry for themselves. Stop allowing themselves to get walked all over. All right, they got caught cheating. So big deal. You know what? Everybody cheats in Major League Baseball. There's a story, which I'll get to here in a second, in which the Stankies were caught cheating again, basically. Although, of course, MLB you know, did a blind eye to it. But we all know they got caught cheating. The Red Sox were doing it. Every team does it. They all do it. 
So the, the Astros were dumb enough to get caught, and they got exposed, and they got a little uh, you know ridicule, public criticism, public embarrassment. I get all that stuff, but you know the way they were talking this offseason about, well, we understand we're going to get thrown at, it is what it is, and we feel bad, and uh, you know, you know, just stop, man up, just just man up and say too damn bad. We won the World Series. You guys cheat like we cheated. Go ahead. What's the difference? How we're banging on garbage pails, for goodness sakes. It, it's not like that is probably my ultimate bottom line to the situation. Whenever this comes up, and again, uh, as a Red Sox fan, I'll admit that the Sox were trying to cheat, not to this extent, but uh, the bottom line is it's not because I'm a Sox fan or a stanky hater or anything else. The bottom line is the sophistication that people want to put the Astros in, they're banging on a garbage pail in the dugout, for goodness sakes. You watch the games back and you hear it. I mean, what what did they think that was for? You know, it wasn't just once or twice. It's throughout the game. I mean, the umpires heard it. The fans heard it. The other team heard it. Nobody called them out on it. So it's not like they had some flash signal that they were really trying to hide from the public. Again, they got a stick and they're banging on a garbage pail, for goodness sakes. I mean, if these teams were too dumb to figure out what they were doing, then shame on them. Not shame on the Astros. Shame on you. That's what I would be saying. If I'm Bregman and I'm Correa, all right, you know what? We had the one game and we're going to take it one time. We'll take our punishment one time. Then that's it. We're done. We're done with the Astros. We're done with the Yanks. We're done with the Red Sox. Not that the Red Sox have been complaining like the Stankies have been. We're done with everyone else. The Dodgers had their one shot at this thing. And they blew it. All right. So that's it. From here on out, we are coming out uh, and, and fists, uh, you know, we'll talk to you later. Fists coming first. We're not taking any excuses on anything else. That's it. And I would be blaming everybody else. Say, listen, you knew what we were doing. You heard us banging on a garbage pail, for goodness sakes. Now, what what the fudge did you think we were doing? You know, we, we were giving the signs to the, the pitchers or to the uh, the hitters. And if you guys weren't smart enough to figure that out, well, then shame on you. I I would not take any more grief from anybody else, from any other player, any other team, any other league official. It's our World Series. We earned it. And we'll see what happens this year. Uh, It's crazy. And now a video has surfaced. Have you seen this? Video surfaced on social media thanks to a reporter who used to work for Politico and USA Today, Michael Schwab sent out a video that he got from somebody else. He didn't say who sent it to him, but it shows a Yankee official sitting in center field, basically, stealing signs. He's got a camera there. He has a cell phone there. Looks like he's texting to somebody, and he's sitting there zooming in on the catcher uh, in apparent way to relay the signs back to the stanky dugout, I imagine, who then relay it to the stanky hitter. I mean... It's as clear as day, and made, he sent it to Major League Baseball. He said, listen, I got this tip. Here it is. A uh, source told me that the video was during the ALCS 2018 when the Stanks were playing, oh, by the way, the Boston Red Sox. Thank you very much. And MLB said, instead of doing an investigation, instead of saying, really, wow, okay, the Yankees are caught cheating again? Gee, after they were warned in 2017, they're cheating again? Let's take a look at this thing. But no, not Rob Manfred, not, not Major League Baseball. They said it was taken during the regular season, and somehow or another, they found nothing in violation of the rules. The guy is sitting in center field 
with a big Zoom camera and he's got a cell phone in which he's texting somebody. How is that not a violation of the rules? I mean, what would be what, what would incur in violation of the rules if not that? I mean, the guy is freaking sitting in the stands taking pictures, texting somebody. That's not a violation of the rules. I don't know what you have to do to break the rules, but I would think that would be it, right? I mean, but no, not not Major League Baseball. They're keeping their head in their sand. They want no more of this stuff. They want no more of this cheating stuff. That's basically their way of saying we've done we've done it. We've been there, done that before. We're moving on. Come up with another violation. We've got all right. So we're crossing up the Yankee checklist: steroids and uh, cheating in a stealing signs. Uh, what's next with the snake? Vegas and Bad Beats phone calls coming up next right here on a Wednesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. On a Wednesday morning, 844-843-6879. Yankee uh, skipper uh, Aaron Boone there talking about the Yanks' decision to actually go ahead and play baseball and Brian Cashman as uh, well, the first guy, and then, uh, then Aaron Boone. So there you go. The Yankees decide that they're going to play baseball. Boy, it's shocking news. Uh, how, how about that? What were they going to do? Oh, no. Uh, I'm not necessarily surprised about that. Uh, but the the latest with the uh, coronavirus, the Miami Marlins now won't be playing until this weekend. 17 officials, supposedly 15 players, but you know, right around that 15 to 17 mark as far as guys that are out for the Miami Marlins. So they're shutting it down through Sunday. Yanks without face the Baltimore Orioles later on tonight, uh, and then on Thursday before heading back home to New York, where they open up a series against the Red Sox. Phillies, meanwhile, still in quarantine. They're off until at least Friday. So that that's the latest um, with the with the quarantine stuff. What are you going to do? You know, personally, I, I think this is just going into every single team's you know uh, backyard. Eventually, I, you know, we, they may all get it, and I don't think it's right to just be shutting down these teams. I, I don't know how they're going to rectify that. Are they going to award wins? You know, if if the Marlins, just for the sake of argument, and it's really not that far fetched. You know, if these 15 or so players can't play for another 10 days, which seems to be the norm when you quarantine someone, if you come down with the virus. So so let's just say it is 10 days, 10 games. I mean, you get a win. You can't make up 10 games, right? I don't even know. Could you make up four? I mean, how many double headers are you going to have? You know, so are you going to award wins? Are you going to award losses? Obviously not that. Are you going to award buys? Half a win? You know, what are you going to do? to try and rectify those 10 games that they're likely missing. I, now, to me, it's just bring up the minors. What's the difference? Bring up the minors. You know, if, if you guys aren't smart enough to stay healthy, um, you know what? It, it's a roll of the dice. Everybody has got the same risk. And you know what? You guys uh, succumb to it. Well, you know, but as long as you have play, this is why we have a 60-man roster. This is why we have access to another 15 or 20 players that are uh, pitching in somewhere in, in Siberia, Pennsylvania. Remember that that extra league that they were going to have? I mean, this is why. You know, it's not because one team was going to have one or two guys missing. It's because, you know, there was a chance that one team was going to get wiped off the board 
In the case of the Marlins, they're it. They have a minor league system. Last time I checked, they had a triple-A team from last year. They had a double-A team from last year. They had a single-A team from last year. Bring them up. And if they get crushed, they get crushed. It is what it is. Give them good experience. You know, it's your responsibility as a team to field a club. Case closed. I don't care if you got 25 guys that come down with the virus. Do what you have to do to put nine guys on the field. You want to institute a 10-run rule? I'm okay with that. It sounds goofy. It's softballish, but it's wiffleballish for that matter. But you know what? If it means getting a game in of five innings, six innings, then then so be it. You know, if you can have a rain out or a rain, uh, you know, shortened game, we'll say, for six innings, why can't you have a 10-run rule? You know, if the Marlins are willing to wave the white flag, hey, listen, we're down 11-1, and it's the uh, we, we batted in the top of the seventh, and we didn't score. We're not scoring nine runs in the eighth and ninth inning. Not happening. Let's wave the white flag. Then, then so be it. As I said yesterday, they got to take one for the team. And the team in this case is Major League Baseball. They just have to take one for the team, field a club, get out there, and I don't care if it's 10 guys, 15 guys, 20 guys, 30 guys. So Astros and Dodgers, so that, that's the case. They're off until uh, at least Sunday, and who knows uh, if they'll be able to be able to play after that. Yanks off uh, yesterday, missed their second game, and they'll take on the Orioles Wednesday and Thursday because there were a couple of off days. And the Phillies are off until Friday, so. You got the Astros and Dodgers, as we spoke about. Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, tough loss for the Brewers last night. Jeez. You know, this is Major League Baseball, you know, 2020. And this is why I get frustrated why I watch Major League Baseball. All right, 2-2 game. You're in the seventh inning, I want to say. Seventh or eighth. I don't think it was the eighth, but seventh or eighth inning. This guy from Pittsburgh, Del Pozo, never heard of him, but whatever. He walks not one to lead off the inning, not two, not three, but Four straight guys to lead off the inning. First time in about 50 years Major League Baseball seen that, right? Four straight. Meanwhile, the Pirate skipper uh, doesn't have anybody warming up in a bullpen. I, you know, I guess he figured after the first walk, yeah, no big deal that happens. I guess after the second walk, he said, well, you know what? I, I faith in this guy. And then after the third walk, he said, well, you know, he's not going to walk four in a row. And then after the fourth batter, he walked straight. He said, well, you know what? Uh, I'm going to be glutton for punishment. I'm not even going to forget about taking him out of the game. I'm not even going to have anybody warming him up just because I'm a new skipper and I'm a bozo. I don't know what he was thinking, but anyway, next guy up, the number nine hitter, oh, by the way, uh, Arcia for uh, Milwaukee. Now, after a guy walks four straight batters, what do you think that number five batter in the inning, which is, again, the number nine hitter in the lineup, presumably your worst hitter, you would think, right? I mean, I don't know. Give him the take sign. The pitcher just walked four freaking guys. He walked in a run, for goodness sakes. Wouldn't you give your number nine hitter the take sign? Eh, not baseball 2020. He swings at the first pitch. Fouls it off. Does get a double a couple of pitches later, but the point is, guy walks four batters. <laughs> no one's warming up in the bullpen, and the guy swings at the first pitch as the number five batter. Uh, go figure. But Milwaukee takes a 6-2 lead, but they end up blowing it. Pittsburgh wins it. Good win for the uh, Bucks, and just an awful win for the Brewers. That, that's one of 60 that, you know, in the end, if they're a game or so short, uh, this is the one that you point to and say, boy, you, you got to close out a 6-2 lead in the eighth inning against Pittsburgh, one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in baseball. You just have to. Cinderella slipper. You know, is it time to put the slipper already on the Cinderella teams? Because the two are both 1-4 and four in their respective leagues. White Sox, the Cinderella team in the American League, lose again last night. They dropped to 1-4. and four. 
Reds, clearly the Cinderella team in the National League. They lost again at home last night to the Cubs. Where's our uh, our, our caller from uh, the podcast? Or was it uh, here on the show? Uh, I'm not sure which. Oh, no. You know what is on um, In Game Live with with Kevin Walsh, uh, who said the, the Reds weren't going to lose uh, four in a row at home. Eh, lo and behold, they, they did. They lost to the Cubs again last night. So I do so many shows, I forget where and when things were said. Uh, White Sox and Reds, you know, the two Cinderella darlings heading into baseball, both one and four. Both one and four. And it's, you know, listen, it's only three games under 500. Only five games into the season, but, you know, that that's uh, one game away from being a tenth of the season. And you start falling behind. Twinkies look like they're the real deal again this year. Anyone thinking last year was a fluke, uh, you know what? Uh, better watch that Minnesota team. They got some bats. You want to put a couple of shekels on a flyer? Now, you're not getting great, great odds with them, but you are getting double digits. You know, if they have the pitching, then they clearly have the hitting to, to go uh, mano a mano with the Stankies. That's for sure. Uh, Nationals on the other side of things are one and four. Padres four and one. They beat the uh, the Giants last night five to three. So and uh, don't even get me started with our beloved Red Sox who lost again last night. I'm telling you, I've added another team on the go against every single game department. Right? I gave you the Red Sox after, to be fair, heading into Monday night. So I'll I'll take a two and zero oh with the Red Sox go against them. I won't take credit for the two wins or losses actually. Uh, the Red Sox had against the Orioles, but I would bet against Boston every single time. And when that comes from a Red Sox fan who's not just being pessimistic, you know, dark cloud, uh, you know, nothing's going to work out. But no, I'm just being 100% whether I'm a White Sox or Red Sox fan. It doesn't matter. This team has no pitching whatsoever. I've been saying it now for the last couple of days. They have allowed seven runs or more in four straight games for the first five games. They've allowed seven runs, and it's not getting any better. Outside of a, a game pitched by Nathan Navaldi, who will go tonight against the Jacob deGrom, they got no bullpen. Bullpen sucks. Uh, no closer. They don't even have, like, a designated closer. And the starting pitching is beyond brutal. Just, just guys you just never heard of. It's just remarkable. So I'm going against them. You know that. And I'm throwing the Nationals in there as well. Gave out the, the Red Sox and Nationals to my guys, or uh, the uh, Blue Jays to my guys, because the Nationals, when I read that story yesterday about Dave Martinez, who's more concerned about his health because of his uh, heart condition, which is fair, but that tells me, you know, when the leader of the pack is not really concerned about baseball, he's concerned about health, eh, that, you know, there's a trickle-down effect. There is absolutely a trickle-down effect. Then you throw in the World Series hangover stuff. You go against the Nationals, as I am going to do every single time. Just a blanket. You know, there you go. No matter what the odds are, no matter who they're playing, no matter where they're playing, no matter when they're playing, just go against both those teams now. And I'm going to add more as we progress on, but I'm going against the Nats and Red Sox. And I'm telling you, in the end of the year, we will definitely have a winning record uh, on both sides of the equation. And a nice job by the Padres. Maybe they, not the Reds will turn out to be the Cinderella team of the National League because uh, they won again last night. And they were a road favorite last night. Uh, it's not taking long for the boys in Vegas to adjust their lines with the Padres. They were a nice 150 favorite when everything was said and done because I was going to play them, and I'm like, wow, you know what? That that's I'm not laying a buck fifty on the Padres on the road, but lo and behold, uh, they won again. So, Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning. All right, we'll open up the phone lines. Right to the calls when we come back, 844-843-6879. Scott Webster sitting in on a Wednesday morning, picking at 7 a.m.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A big concern. Bagels of Bad Beach on a Wednesday morning, 844-843-6879. Nationals manager Dave Martinez. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm not questioning his thinking there because the guy had a heart condition. Uh, I don't know why he's actually out there, to tell you the truth. I, I mentioned this yesterday. Uh, you know, listen, if, if I'm in that position, I won a World Series. I would think I'd be able to get another job if I walked away and the Nationals weren't going to wait for me. I would think someone would give him another shot. You know, I don't know how much money the guy has or expenses along, you know, anything along those lines. But, you know, you'd think he'd be able to make some money. As, again, I mentioned yesterday, just go over the four-letter network and do some TV analyzing. And, and I'm sure he'd be able to, you know, make himself a couple of bucks. So it, it can't be a money thing. What's he doing there? I mean, the, the, if the guy gets the coronavirus, if he's that afraid, again, it's got to have a trickle-down effect. I mean, if he's sitting in his office, is he you know, going over game plans and looking at game film and studying pictures and doing whatever managers have to do? I don't think so. I, I think this guy's making sure that everything in, in those uh, dugout and the locker room and everywhere else is perfectly clean. He's got his, all his sanitation wipes, and he's not worried about baseball. I'm telling you, go against the Nationals. You got a double-edged sword there. You got the World Series hangover into effect, and now you got a manager who doesn't want to be there. And if you don't think that has a trickle-down effect on the players, then you're kidding yourself. You really are. All right, five, or, uh, 844-843-6879. Phone lines are open. Let us go there, and we'll start as we normally do uh, with our good buddy Johnny in Manhattan. What's up, John? How are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you, Scott? Not bad. Not bad. Got a lot of energy this morning. It's a beautiful thing. I got a big day lined up for me, so I got a lot of things to do. Hump day is generally a busy day in my world, and uh, today, hump day, Wednesday is no different, so all good. Hump day, all right. Well, let's leave your personal preferences in the bedroom out of this for the time being. (laughs) Yes, yes. Thank you very much, John. I can't can't take that Dave Martinez quote any longer. He's saying from a I went from an eight to a 12. I mean, just tell I us that you went from being, you know, fairly concerned to very concerned, but this eight to 12, I, I mean, well, what's your scale, brother? I, I can't take it anymore. I mean, I like the guy. He's a decent guy, but that quote is, it's a little tough. It's, it's, it's not, it's not like fine wine. It's not aging uh, each time you listen to it, Scott. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why people hey, feel compelled to-, to, to go over 10. You know, most people do a scale of one to 10. And every once in a while, you hear someone say 11. Okay, I get it. But, yeah, when, when you go that extra extra one over what you normally should just do, I don't know. Why, why can't just people say it's a 10? It, it's it. it. The 10 is filled. You can't get any more. Uh, but they feel to go over the top. And in unless this case, in, you can go over the top by two. Yeah, unless you're in Spinal Tap. And, you know, in that movie, the amplifiers went up to 11. Remember that, Scott? <laughs> uh, you know, I did not see Spinal Tap, believe it or not. Um I didn't, yeah, I didn't that's see that. One movie. of the funny parts, their amplifiers literally go up to eleven. Um, did you happen to notice Joe Kelly uh, that he stuck his? He was kind of sticking his tongue out <laughs> right before yeah. the brawl. Yeah, he made yeah, like, yeah, like, kind of like a <laughs> face, like a kindergarten face. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it's it's almost like he was saying, "I got to throw it two guys, and I still got you out." You know, you didn't score a run. You know, I, I threw behind Bregman's head. 
and, and I was able to, you know, throw at the Correa as well, but I still struck you out, so you didn't score. So it's kind of like, uh, you know what, I won both battles. Got out of the inning scoreless, and, and was able to throw at you guys. Although he didn't hit either one, but, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, Kelly's a bit of a weirdo. Um, not over the top. But he's a bit of a hothead, and he's erratic. Uh, just knowing him from his Red Sox days, uh, it wouldn't, you know, be unlike him to, you know, throw wild pitches left and right. It's not like he's Mister Commando, I'll tell you that. But you know, he clearly was throwing at them last night. Clearly. So you're saying a guy with uh, the last name Kelly is a hothead and it can be erratic? You know, who'd have thunk it, Scott? An Irish guy behaving like yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Scott, did you hear that the Angels pitcher went for the surgery and uh, he didn't have his uh, translator there at the hospital, so they weren't really sure what he was there for. And so finally they figured out that he showed up and was asking for Otani John surgery. Uh, yeah, that's that's not good. That, that, that's yeah. All right, John. Thank you very much for the phone call. 844-8436. That's not even funny. Come on. Dude. Otani John's like Tom for Tom. Nah, that's not good. Uh, Richard in West Virginia. Rich, welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning. How, how long is this Sports Grid radio network been in existence? Um, they've been around for a little while. They, they've made some additions and some changes, but uh, I know my uh, brother and Gabe has been doing some radio stuff for a long time. So, if, if four years, I'm being told. Now, not on this channel, not on, different... your, not on your uh, channel that you're listening to in West Virginia. We, you just started this month, so, or last month. Well, that's all I'm here from. Uh... For one hour, and, not, and that's it. Then, then they put on local shows after that. Oh, so, yeah. We just do like, the overnights. We take care of the overnights for you guys. Today, when you have, uh, uh, you're a Red Sox fan, I heard you say. Yep. yep. Do you believe, uh, I mean, I've heard this forever, but they call it, but between the Red Sox and the Yankees, that's a rivalry. And I don't think it is. Is it just because of the proximity that they're close that they call it a rivalry? Because a rivalry to me is when you're very competitive, and it doesn't seem like the the Red Sox and the Yankees would be competitive, considering how many pennants, how many World Series of the Yankees won compared to the Sox. It's not even close. Well, here's the the deal, right? Now, you don't live in the area. I I imagine you never have, but... um... You don't you don't realize how silly that statement was, and that's okay, you know. But I'll explain it to you. That that's fine. Um, but th- it is a huge, huge rivalry. Now, if you want to look at the World Series, you know the Red Sox have what seven or eight, and the Yankees have their twenty-seven. So it seems unbalanced, but it's not about that. It's it's about the competitive nature. I do think that's part of it, and they've been pretty close. I know that sounds crazy when you compare the World Series, but you know when the Yankees were winning all their World Series. Um, you know, a lot of those times they were going through the Red Sox in the Ted Williams days. And now you have the, the Red Sox in the last, you know, 15 years. Uh, and it's been, a you know, the biggest, you know, rivalry in Major League Baseball. Then you go back to the, the you know, the Babe Ruth days when it really all kind of started with the Red Sox trading Babe Ruth to the Stankies. Uh, oh, oh, it's it's been by far. Now, I wasn't around when the Dodgers and Giants were playing in Brooklyn so and the Stankies as well. So I don't know what that was like. But in my lifetime, over the last 40-plus years, there's been no bigger rivalry uh, when you consider the proximity, how close, uh, you know, how close they are on the field as well, uh, the battles back and forth. 
yeah, there's been no bigger rivalry, uh, Rich, than Red Sox-Yankees. You're, you're, couldn't be any more wrong about that. Well, okay, if you're up in there, I, 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 I guess yeah. it is. But I, I still say a rivalry has to be when you're a yeah, rivalry, you have to be competitive. But they're not really well, competitive, competitive as far as that goes. No, I mean, listen, again, not, not if you look at the overall numbers, it's not. But if you look at, you know, World Series-wise, but if you look – you know, the Yankees or Red Sox were beating each other out for the division championships for a gazillion years. I'd like to know how many times, you know, one team finished first and the other team finished second. They, they've owned the AL East, you know, literally for the last 15, 20 years. And now the Stankies haven't held up their end of the bargain of late, not winning any World Series, uh, but the Red Sox have, and they've evened the score a little bit. Oh, oh yeah, it, it's, you know, we've had brawls with the Pedro Martinez situation. You want to go back to the brawls in the 70s with Bill Lee and Lou Pinella and Fisk and Munson? Oh, absolutely, Rich. It's been a huge rivalry. I would say probably the Dodgers and the Giants because they they go way back. They be, you know, actually, if I think about it, I can't really think that there's – that's one of the problems I think there is in sports is there really isn't any rivalries. There really aren't. I don't care what sports you look into. You could call them a rivalry, which, which you say that they are, but there really aren't any rivalries. I mean, the Dodgers and the Giants used to be, as far as baseball right. goes, way back when and now up to date, uh, sort of. But it's just like there really aren't any rivalries. I think that's one of the big problems there is with sports. Well, you I'll think, tell you, have you been around for like. Yeah, no, listen, good call, Rich. You know what? You're not far off on that. You really aren't. If you want to take away college sports, and maybe college is a little different because there are tremendous rivalries in college football, college basketball. So let's exclude them. But if you want to talk about just professional sports, the late, the last two that really come to mind, and, you know, here, here's my uh, requirements for a good rivalry, that if I'm not a fan of any one of those two teams, I want to watch that game. You know, if the you know the Marlins and Tampa Bay, who are fans of them? Nobody. But boy, they're playing each other. Boy, we got to make uh, you know it's appointment TV. We got to watch that. That to me is is what creates a good rivalry when you know it you know penetrates the middle of America. If you want to exclude the Red Sox Yankees, you know I'll go back to you know Pittsburgh Cincinnati was pretty good when you had all the mental uh, morons <clears throat> on Cincinnati. Uh, you want to go back to Colorado, Detroit, and hockey? You know, that was a real good rivalry, but you're right. I mean, honestly, you know, rivalries have been taken out of sports because these unions are so strong and there's so many fights against the owners that these players, they don't hate each other. They don't. They're on their, you know, on each other's side so much that it really has taken away that hatred for that particular player slash team. So. Charles in West Virginia. Charles, welcome to uh, Bagels and Bad Beats. What's up, brother? Hey, good morning, Scott. Hey, Richard, I don't know if he can hear me, but when he first started calling, he had an excellent uh, reception. But sometimes, for some reason, his phone sounds a little different now. He's doing something different. I don't know what he is, what he's doing. But anyway, hey, Scott, how long are you going to have this uh, delay on here? It seems to be throwing some of your callers off. Um, I'm not sure. You know, some days it's a little better than others, uh, Charles. Um, so I don't, I guess it's maybe a little bit worse today for some reason. Uh, but the last couple of days it's been halfway decent, but you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, we have no real control over that. It's just, uh, 
You know what it'll change? When uh, the virus goes away and we can actually go into a real studio and I don't have to do it from my, my office here, here at home. That That's, I guess, when it'll change. So you're one of the guys that you can't wait to go back to the office. Like my other shows, they're kind of saying, ah, oh, I kind of like being at home doing the show. But anyway, Scott, why I called, with all those Marlins being tested positive for coronavirus, will we find out exactly what happened to them? Did they get sick? Did they not get sick? That's very important to know. Yeah, and, and where they got it from, too, right, Charles? I mean, it's not just one or two that maybe one guy snuck out, went to the local fast food joint or a bar or whatever, was hanging around a friend that happened to have it. I mean, they, they had to have been somewhere where it was, you know, pro- obviously very, very evident that there was there, whether it was Atlanta that people were suggesting. But if it was Atlanta, you know, why wouldn't, you know, 15 Atlanta Braves come down with it? You know, was it only in the Atlanta Braves you know, uh, visiting locker room. I, I, I guess that's the case. But, yeah, I mean, it's important to know how serious these uh, virus embarrassing victims, uh, you know, have it. You know, I, I'm not sure because if they actually have all the symptoms, then that means they're going to be out for two weeks plus. So that spells trouble for the Miami. They got to do something to field the baseball. They can't put forfeit all these games. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning. We'll close that hour number one next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. On a Wednesday morning, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet? It is at Opposite Picks. Email me. Go to the website. Uh, hit the contact Scott icon and uh, fire away. Well, Joey B gets a monster deal from the L.A. slash San Diego. They'll always be Chargers. Wow. Five years, $135 million extension. That makes him now the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. Uh, he nearly duplicates uh, Patrick Mahomes' contract as far as the guarantees are concerned, but he gets eighty some uh, eighty-five million in guarantees. It's a monster contract, and uh, there you go. So he's a rich man, and he is set. You know, good job by the Chargers, who aren't exactly great in these contract negotiations. They have a, a strong penchant for you know not signing their number one picks, and we've seen several holdouts, but uh, they got a good thing in Bosa. And uh, they make sure that he's going to be around San Diego slash L.A. for a long, long time. And it can't help uh, but make Dolphin fans think, oh, what could have been? Oh, what could have been? And not necessarily with Bosa, but, you know, the, you got uh, Joey Bosa with the L.A. Chargers, who's great. You got uh, Nick Bosa with, uh, with the um, San Francisco 49ers, who's great. And the Dolphins had John Bosa. And if you're saying, well, who, who the fudge is John? Is there another brother? No, that's the daddy. And the daddy, unfortunately, stunk. You know, so we had the father, we had the tree, and all the apples are, you know, bearing the fruit of greatness. And yet the one guy we had, he was brutal. Uh, they drafted him out of Ohio State, uh, and they could have had, um, 
Who is the, the linebacker from uh, from the Detroit Lions who turned out to be a pretty good player? I forget his name offhand, but they, they could have had a couple of different guys, and they, and they took uh, John Bosa, and he's he basically stunk. And then you throw on top of that, Joe Burrow came to a contract with the Cincinnati Bungles, and again, what could have been what they that should have been the Dolphins coming to for Burrow, not the Bungles. Hour number two coming up. Eagles and bad beats on the way. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 